Hello and welcome back once again. I am Brian, aka Blitz, aka The Reactioneer, and this is Blitz Fitness, episode 3. I'm recording Saturday morning. It is December 3rd, 2011. And before I get on with this particular show, I'm going to have to do a quick couple of announcements. First off, my bad. Uh, I failed to mention in the last show that I recorded, or on the blog until I think about a day ago, that I was taking a week off using some uh, vacation time from my, my real job. And uh, I never communicated that to you guys, so there's a bit of a delay between episodes. I say this all the time, but hey, for once there's a plus to not having people waiting, listening, and subscribing to this because I left you guys out in the lurch. So, my bad for that, but I am back. And need to go right into the next big announcement. Uh, This is the Blitz Fitness Show. And so, tomorrow, which is a Sunday, December 4th, I would normally be prepping for the Reactioneer weekly show. However, that show's not going to happen tomorrow. I'm not killing off this show. Instead, what I'm doing is I'm turning it into what I really wanted it to be to begin with when I first came up with the idea of the word Reactioneer. Uh, And a quick little story about that. I used to read uh, the newspaper all the time, both print form and online. Uh, I live in the Chicagoland area, so the newspapers tended to be the Chicago Sun-Times and the Chicago Tribune. And the part that I tended to look forward to the most were the, the letters to the editors as well as the... Uh, major columns, whether it be sports or news or what have you, but things beyond just saying, hey, here's the story, instead I prefer to think saying, hey, here's the analysis, and of course in the letters to the editor, here's responses from people regarding whatever was mentioned. And not only did I enjoy reading those, I also enjoyed reading, of course, we're talking about the online section of things here, the comments and responses to it. Now, yeah, it's the internet. There's a lot of stupid, stupid things being said by people who probably otherwise are actually not dumb and not cruel. It's just that whole anonymity thing. But sometimes you run into people who you can tell are really believing what they're saying. It's not simply a troll thing. And they were reacting to the story. And I was reacting to what their reactions were. And that's when I started thinking about cataloging these responses and being the reactioneer that way. Because by reading those, there had been certain things that my mind was changed about. Either it brought me from one side of a discussion to the middle or maybe to the whole other side. Or maybe it didn't change my overall stance But it made me think I wasn't on such solid ground as I originally had thought. So I am one of those people whose mind can change from interesting examples, uh, little things pointed out here and there, hearing crosstalk and discussion in between people, that sort of thing I will pay attention and listen to. As long as, and this is the hard part, as long as it's not people just being asshats to each other. 
Of course, that doesn't happen a lot. So, when I made the reaction near, the idea behind that show was to grab the stories that caught my attention. And for me to react to it, thus giving you guys the story in case you hadn't seen it before, and having you provide your feedback to me, whether it be on Twitter, through email, or on the blog. I don't have any listeners yet, so this format that I'm trying to change it into isn't going to be much of anything different, except for possibly shorter, uh, for the time being, but I'm changing it up a bit. Instead, I'd rather have crosstalk already happening on items that I discuss on the show. I think it's easier that way to actually give people time to formulate a decision and give their their opinions time to sort of be aired out before bringing in a whole new set of, of storylines and ideas. So, basically what's going to happen, I'm skipping next week's show, but starting tomorrow, the stories that catch my attention, I'm going to uh, put their own individual post on the blog, as well as linking to it via Twitter. And so, obviously not so much on Twitter, but I, my idea is on the blog, I'll be giving my opinion or my reaction, hopefully in not too many words, but you guys know how I am by now. And you can give me your feedback, your thoughts on the subject, or your responses to me via commenting on the blog. And I might as well get this stuff out of the way here at the beginning of the show, because I tend to forget it at the end, but that is at thereactioneer.blogspot.com. You can send me an email, of course, with your feedback, rather than posting comments onto a board, and that would be done, and of course that's the best way if you have some really in-depth thoughts that take some words to get out, and that would be at thereactioneer at gmail.com. Or, of course, if you do manage to succinctly state your opinion in 140 characters or less, well, then Twitter will work as well. And I'm not making a new The Reactionaire Twitter name at the moment because I frankly don't really see too much of the point. I don't know. I guess it wouldn't hurt, but I just don't feel like doing it. And so you can still contact me that way through the Jump On My Cake Twitter name that I use, which is J-O-M-C, Jump On My Cake, Brian, and that's at Twitter, so it's all one word. So that's what the reaction near is going to be. I'm not changing straight to the bullet point. I'm not changing spot-on reflections. I'm not changing Blitz Fitness. It's just that the way the reaction near was set up was poor for what I want it to be. I don't want it to be a show about me. That's what this show is for, Blitz Fitness. <laughs> so uh, all the other two, I want feedback from people after they hear what I say, but for the reaction near... I'd like to get feedback from people intermingling with my own responses. So, expect that. One other show announcement to make, and it's not really an announcement, it's just a heads up. I had mentioned in the last spot on Reflections that I've skipped over a lot of games that I own and that I really enjoy, but they just don't give me enough material, enough memories for me to actually elucidate on. And so, because of that, 
I'm thinking about putting a show together, and I just haven't figured out when the best times are, because I still want that on a schedule, too. But times are where I rapid-fire through a bunch of them and just give whatever quick little things I do recall that just weren't enough to be a show, get enough, enough of those together, you have a show, things like that. So expect that hopefully soon. Maybe I'll do that for the holiday week. I gotta look back at my uh, my collection list that I keep track of and see how many games I have actually skipped that I do have memories on. So with that said, the next podcast you're going to get out of me is going to be a spot on Reflections. So uh, there we have that. Now let's get on to what we're really here for, and that's Blitz Fitness. That is the the trials and tribulations and the recording thereof my attempt to get back into the proper spirit of fitness the the place that i really should have been all this time but i'm not and so the best way to start that out would be with the numbers and here they are now let's do a quick recap of what the numbers were last week last week i had lost uh about 2.2 pounds, I went from 306.2 to 304. But my body fat had actually gone up, but I explained why, with the way that the measurements work, it could have actually gone down, or it could have gone up, or it may not have changed at all. It went from 32.9 to 33. So, at this point, and I had said that you can expect to see an improvement, and in fact you can see... An improvement from me about 3.2 pounds from 304 to 300.8 is where I'm measuring in now. There's a problem with this though, and I'm going to go ahead and put it out there because now my information is all messed up, and I don't think it'll truly be corrected again until next week at the earliest, or maybe even the week after. We'll find out. Uh, the issue is, I had stepped on the scale, I want to say, on. Uh, on November 30th or December 1st, and was suddenly getting a reading of 294 pounds, somewhere around there. Now, as happy as that would make me, that's definitely not where I was, nor where I am. So, what I decided to do was change the battery. Figured, why not? I wasn't getting the low bat message, but you know what? The more power, the better, right? <laughs> or whatever that Tim Allen sound was. Anyway, so while I was putting in the battery, I noticed the instructions for using the scale on the backside of the scale itself. And saw that you would think, okay, you step on a scale, the end. What more is there to it? Well, actually, it turns out there's a step that I was skipping that may have been making a difference, and so I'm doing it now, and so that's why my numbers are so surprisingly different because trust me this wasn't the best week uh, eating and exercise wise on my part so what the instructions were saying is that go ahead and set the scale on your flat surface step on it with both feet and then step off right away make sure the scale reads zero then step on it from there and it's, it's telling you to do this basically in order to just ensure that it truly is setting itself at zero, that it's not reading some sort of phantom weight somewhere, as well as just setting itself up to measure. So there's a possibility that all my numbers before I started doing this were a little too high because I wasn't doing that. So 
there's that bad news that the data may have not actually been as solid as you would otherwise think. However, I'm taking this sort of as good news, because I had mentioned before that I should put a new battery in this thing since I'm starting this. I just hadn't. And one of the things I was a little concerned about was that once I do so, I thought my weight was going to go up. Well, instead it went down, so that just means that, if anything, it's not that I've made some real strides fitness-wise. What it means is that I actually didn't start off as badly as I had thought. And I'll take that. That's a small victory, but it's a victory nonetheless. Now, what doesn't get affected by all these changes is the body fat reading. And so I'm happy to, to tell you guys there's a significant difference, or somewhat significant difference, in the body fat percentage change. So, I last said I was 33%. Today, this morning, I was reading at 32.2%. So... We can't fully celebrate. We're still talking about deep into the morbidly obese range that I have set. Now, the way I've got these numbers set up, perfectly in the center of the chart would be about... Uh, it would be levels 18 to 20. Not talking about the body fat percentage, but just how I've got it laid out on my Excel sheet. And where I'm at is I'm now in the 41 so, still deep, got a long way to go. I actually have to lose at least 6% more body fat just to get into the healthy range. Not even the recommended range, not the fit range, just the healthy range. And of course, I haven't been losing weight all that fast, so it's no surprise that I'm not sinking body fat-wise that quickly. Instead, it's been two full weeks now of doing this program. So that's three measurements, and I've lost almost a percent of body fat. So, uh, of course, the question at this point a lot of you might have is, do you feel any different? And you know what I'm going to tell you? Just slightly. Just really so slightly, but that's because there's things that I know how to look for and to feel that maybe not everybody does, and it's just those things. It's nothing major. It's going to take probably another 10 pounds, another percent or two of body fat for me to really get to that to that next spot that I feel. So how did this week go? What 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 did I do? How how did all that line up? Well, uh, after speaking to you guys last week, I had an average eating day. I just never brought myself to exercise, and I admit big part of this is thanks to Assassin's Creed. Now, a lot of you out there are probably playing Revelations. I just finished two, and now I'm in the early stages of Brotherhood. However, the game is eating me alive in the sense that I really want to keep playing it all the time. So then, uh, Sunday, I did very little workout, but I still ate average, and my, my weight hadn't been moving at that point. Then came Monday, and Monday I ate horribly and barely exercised. Then Tuesday, I still ate horribly, didn't exercise at all. Wednesday, I returned to work after a lot of my time off, and did good with eating. I can always work good with, uh, eat good usually on a work day, and I'll explain that. That's what we're talking about today. Uh, just little bits of exercise. Then I uh, had low exercise, good eating again. Then that was also the day that I adjusted the 
way that I measure myself. And so yesterday, yesterday I was happy. Medium exercise, uh, specifically, yesterday I did the third and final weightlifting routine of the three-day split that I have. And uh, I'll mention a little bit about that as well. But I did that, and it was a good eating day. So how's today going to be? Well, today is probably not going to be a good eating day. I would, I'm guessing average, but it could be bad. Exercise-wise, I'm not likely to exercise today. Saturdays, the reason why I usually record in the mornings is because I have things I'm doing in the afternoon, hanging out with friends and whatnot. And uh, so Saturdays are the... They're not cheat days, but they might as well be called that because in the long run, the it's the same effect. So... We've got this significant bit of weight loss, but this is on top of otherwise a poor workout week and an average at best eating week. So on top of that as well, let's not forget the corrupted data basically of the pounds that I was weighing in. So I ran into some unexpected challenges this time. Now we talked about challenges last week and I said how with the exception of work, everything was expected, the challenges that I ran into. Well, that wasn't the case this week. I ran into a lot of challenges that I did not expect in the slightest. So, we'll talk about some of those. Here's the first one. So, as I said, I had a lot of time off. And... When you have time off and you're talking about weekdays... You end up running in a problem where everybody else isn't off when you're off necessarily. And I didn't truly go anywhere, so I wasn't touring malls or museums in Paris or anywhere else. And this left me with a lot of nothing to do. And when there's nothing to do, tend to eat, which is why my eating only became good again this week when I was back to work and back on my normal schedule of the things that I normally do. So, I had come across something that sort of helps with that. Uh, It's just some food that I had always seen but never bought because, and uh, prepare to freak out at me, but I don't own a microwave. I have an oven, I have a stove, I have a toaster. That's the end of the appliances for me. Well, fridge and freezer too, of course. But no, I don't have a microwave. Haven't had one in maybe six years. Pretty close to that. Maybe five years. I don't know. Somewhere around that time. So, I either eat cold food or I do a lot of cooking on the stove. I really don't do much with the oven. I like the oven with my schedule, though. I don't have a, I don't have a slow cooker or a crock pot or anything like that. So, it's not... I don't like the idea of leaving the oven on cooking something while I'm gone. And if I'm gone, it's probably because I'm working. That's going to be eight to ten hours and you probably shouldn't cook anything in the oven that long to begin with. When you come home, you don't really want to put anything in the oven then, so basically everything I tend to do uh, cooking-wise is going to be on the stove. And when I sat back and looked, two of the challenges I had were my diet. When I sit back and and look at it uh, last week, I do fine with getting fruits, fruits and vegetables. I also do fine doing grains and pastas. Uh, I'm not too bad at keeping on top of, of reducing my sodium and fat content as well. Protein-wise, 
is one of the problems. We'll get to that one in a second. But it's vegetables that were the problem. And the first part of it is that I like cooked vegetables. And I had tried before and failed to just buy a pack of frozen veggies and just cook whatever amount of that and eat it. And you can eat, like, a whole bag of that isn't even a meal's worth of calories. Of course, it depends on the vegetable, but a lot of them are like that. But you'll feel full, you know. You'll be extremely full if you try to do that. The problem is, you won't necessarily be satisfied. It's just one bland flavor. It's not even that the vegetables are bland, it's just that it's only them and nothing else when you try and eat that way. So... I would buy the veggies, frozen ones, eat about half of them, and then just not feel excited enough about them to give them a try. And, of course, that's a problem. So, one of the things that I had seen a lot are this explosion in, in the frozen vegetable aisle of... Bags of veggies that usually have a sauce or some pasta or something else mixed in, or maybe it's just an interesting blend, that are actually meant to be used with the microwave. And it works on a sort of steamed vegetable effect. Now, of course, it's not going to be the same as actually steaming vegetables, but, you know, close enough. And I always wanted to do those, too. Because when I had looked months ago previously at these, and I looked at the calorie counts, and I looked at the nutrition label, I had said, oh, it's perfect. You eat a whole package of these, and you're either under a meal still, so you can have another one of those that's smaller if you're not full, or it is a meal's worth of calories, and usually not much more beyond that. And even though these things tend to have much more sodium than if you put the ingredients together yourself or what have you. If you're pretty controlled on your sodium throughout the rest of the day's meals, then it doesn't wind up amounting to much of anything for you. Well, as I was passing by them lamenting the fact that I can't buy them because I don't have a microwave... Lo and behold, I happen to look, and I'm looking specifically at the Steam Fresh. The, it says Steam Fresh on the bag. I don't know if that's the brand name or not, so they're not paying for advertising anyway, so yeah. But lo and behold, there are stovetop directions for it. This stuff is super easy to make. It's quick, too. I mean, not as fast as most things you cook in a microwave, but 10 minutes? And that's, that's above the average amount of time that you're going to spend cooking any one of the variations of things that they have. That's not a problem at all. Ten minutes can go by fast, especially when it's not you standing there doing something for ten minutes. Really, I, it depends on how long it's supposed to be in there, but every couple minutes I go, just stir it up, make sure everything gets cooked evenly. So I did what I normally do in these situations. I see how many flavors or blends or whatever are there. And then I buy each one. That's what I do. It's just like with... Uh, well, I'll explain my breakfast during weekdays. But uh, it's how I tend to do things. I like to give everything a try. Which is actually why 
Although it's fun going to restaurants with friends and family, in a way I kind of hate it. Not because of the people that I'm with, but because I'm at a restaurant to begin with, and you place your order, and you have to choose that one thing, maybe two things if you get an appetizer, maybe three things if you get a dessert, but there's also about 58 other things that I'd like to try. (laughs) And of course, I can't eat all that, let alone afford it, so this is what's nice about making your own food. You can try all the things that you can just come up with. So anyway, get an off tracker. Every single one I've had, I've liked. In fact, the only one that wasn't perfectly done, in my opinion, is uh, one that was white rice, or no, it was wild rice, and it had peas and carrots and maybe corn. And I decided to add a, a quick pat of butter to it and then mix it around, and then it was perfect for me. You know, it was just exactly what I wanted. It's the only thing I've had to change at all. Like I said, extremely easy to cook. Uh, What you would need for it other than a a spatula to stir or or a pot to cook it on, you want a lid because it's meant to cook itself steam-wise. The amount of water it uses is typically pretty low, uh, which gets into the final things you'll need. Either measuring spoons for some of them because they do tablespoons and so forth, or measuring cup. And I think the most water I've used for any one of these things, and I eat the whole bag at one time for each of these, is a half a cup of water. And typically we're looking anywhere between two or three tablespoons to a third a cup of water. And they taste fine. Actually they taste better than I thought they would. And you get this weird thing. You you open up the package and you, you dump it in and it's this frozen clump of stuff and you're like, oh, this isn't going to look so good, is it? And then you cook it and it's not necessarily looking all that much better. But when it's done, you're like, okay, that looks fine. And you eat it, and it's okay. It's good, you know? If you have the time and the money and the will, you could look at these, see what's in them, buy the separate ingredients, cut out a lot of the extra sodium that's been put into these, and you're even better off, I'm sure. But it's not bad for somebody who can't actually do that at the moment. So I highly recommend at least looking at it. You know, and that's for people who have an issue with getting vegetables. If I was fine with raw vegetables, I bet you I wouldn't have a problem at all. I would be be buying it fresh and uh, making my own snack trays that you kind of see sold all the time. But that's just not the situation that I'm in. So that's not what I can do. But so I came across that. The other problem that I've had turns out to be protein. Now... I don't believe I've done this on this show before, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys exactly what my diet is, because I do sort of have it down to a science. And it depends on if it's a weekday, a Saturday, or a Sunday. And specifically, the weekdays, I'm talking about days that I'm going to work. So, let's get work days out of the way first, because that's the one that I've got, I've got set. You know, I'm good to go on this. So, breakfast for me, I wake up at 5.30. Breakfast for me is between 6.30 and 7 o'clock. And what I actually get is I go to Jamba Juice right by, uh, there's one right by my office. And I've tried everything on the menu, including the food, and 
really surprised one of the managers there, who now he and I have a bit of a friendship. It's really awesome, actually. And uh, they're great people. I don't know if it's true for all of them, but this one, you know, they really reward you, especially for being a regular customer. And so it's one of, it's a nice start to the morning after what's usually an annoying drive because we all get mad at each other on the streets. So uh, what I do is, what's great is that Jamba Juice is ostensibly a health food restaurant chain. So they have done what is mandatory in places like New York and may actually spread across the country where you can see this item has this many calories for this size. If you get in this size, it's this many calories, etc. And so for me, a meal is between 400 and 500 calories. A snack is between 100 and 200 for me. So what I try to do is I typically get a smoothie or I might get a food item like they have oatmeal, they have parfaits that are a mix of smoothies and, uh, and food. And uh, they also have flatbread and some bakery goods too. But I'm looking at not going over 500, so the sizes of the smoothies I get tend to change back and forth. I get the all fruits. The only ones that I'm not really a fan of, I guess, are the fruit and vegetable ones. It's just that they're a little bit too bitter for my taste. So, they're not bad. They're just not as good as the other things. So, that's my breakfast. So that right there, I'm getting my vegetables... I'm sorry, not vegetables. I'm getting my fruits right there early on in the morning. Uh, then about 9, 9.30 in the morning, usually no later than 10... I have my first snack, and I have a banana. Uh, my two favorite fruits are bananas and Fuji apples. Now, the bananas, I've got this weird thing, and I don't know if anybody else has noticed this or if they feel the same way or not, but bananas seem to have gotten huge, right? I mean, they're heavy now to pick up. You get a bunch, and it feels like you're doing a little light weightlifting with them. Well, I actually don't like the big ones. I don't know what it is. My my joke theory about it is that there's basically an injection of banana flavor into bananas, okay? And the amount you inject in doesn't change based on the size of the banana. So I swear, the smaller and medium ones are much more aromatic and much more flavorful than the giant ones. I don't know why that is. But that's how I feel about it. So I don't get the huge one. So we're looking at, honestly, about 100 calories for that. And that is usually eaten after I've gone and I've done about a, a quick half mile, 15 minutes worth of, of walking. I guess maybe that's a little bit more than a half mile. It's usually not a full 15 minutes that I walk. But anyway, so there's that. Now I have lunch between 11.30 and noon. And my lunch is my big meal of the day. A lot of people say it should be breakfast. Uh, and a lot of people who aren't fitness gurus by any mean, means tend to have their biggest meal be dinner. I love being different, apparently. And so, instead, mine is lunch. So for lunch, I have a lunch meat sandwich. Now, the only thing that stays the same week in and week out is that I'm a fan of brown berries health nut bread, although they got rid of the one that I really like. They had one called Natural, and it I don't recall it actually being 
any different than their health nut bread to begin with. But for some reason, the natural ones were actually a smaller slice. And so, with the same amount of lunch meat and cheese, you're sinking your teeth into a thicker sandwich. And I just thought it was better that way. Now I gotta use the normal stuff because I guess Brownberry's not making that anymore. Or at least not at the stores that I go to. And so, I have that. I tend to have lunch meat that's usually turkey, of course. That's like the king of lunch meats. Uh, Oftentimes I'll get chicken. I have had ham maybe twice in the past three years for sandwiches, and I'm not exaggerating that. Uh, I don't mind it. I just tend not to seek it out. One thing that I really want to try, but I just don't know how it would be on a sandwich, and I have no idea how much I would have to get, it's the roast beef. It's right there. It's in the deli. It's saying, hey, you can have this, but... I don't know how that would work, (laughs) you know? It's probably the weirdest thing to have an issue with, but I have an issue with it. I don't know how much to buy, how much to put on, and if I'm going to like it or not. Especially, I mean, I think beef, I think hot. Cold beef doesn't sound bad, but I don't know. I haven't brought myself to do it. I think I'm going to have to just one day get a little bit of beef, make a sandwich just for me at home when I'm not working, and just be like, okay, what'd you think? And then the cheese is always different, too. I mix and match these things. I would say I get a lot of provolone and Munster, but I like brick and mozzarella, cream Havarti, Swiss, all sorts of Swisses. Um, I've tried cheddar, Colby, uh, Colby Jack, uh, the uh, pepper jack. You know, I, I always mix it up, so the sandwiches tend to be different a lot. Just like with the smoothies in the morning, I don't get the same flavored one day in and day out uh with that sandwich and i don't go heavy on the cheese or the lunch meat so it's just a good solid sandwich it's not some some king thing you would find at a restaurant uh with it i have a yogurt cup and with that i tend to go with stony farms i believe they're called stony farm or stony field one or the other uh it tends to be an all-natural one I prefer the the non-fat or the blue ones. The soy is okay. I only go to the soy if they don't have enough of all the flavors of the other ones. I've tried the Greek. I just don't like Greek yogurt. A lot of people like it, and i got to tell you, it's not actually that much healthier for you. In fact, if I remember it, it's a little worse. And the flavor just doesn't do it for me. But so, again, with me loving variety, I always have a different flavored yogurt cup per day. And then the final last thing that I have for lunch is also different per day. I go with Starkist in the tuna pouches they have. They've got two different sizes. they got a large and a small one. The small one is the one that I have at this point, but you've got regular tuna, uh, albacore. I tend to get the hickory smoked one as well. And they just came out with one that is yellowfin tuna with uh, olive oil instead of the normal oils that they use. I like them all. Now, of course, there's usually five days in a work week, so what's the fifth option? There's a different brand that's not related to Starkist or Bumblebee uh, called Pillar Rock, and they have a pink salmon one. And so, you know, I just make it that way. So right there we're seeing, I should mention too with my smoothies, I tend to get a, a boost of protein in there, soy usually. So right there though, as you can see, I'm pretty good protein wise for that day. I go on my second break maybe around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, between 1.30 and 2, 
And so I come back and I tend to have a second banana. Bananas really are the best for a snack for me on the job. So that's why I have to, why it seems like I get so many bananas. Then I work, I'm supposed to leave at 3.30. doesn't always happen. But when I come home, if I'm hungry, it all depends on what time it is. If it's early enough in the afternoon... I will have the uh, steam pack veggies that I was just telling you guys about. If it's later, uh, I'll either have a smaller, uh, basically lighter calorie one of those, or I will have my Fuji apples, which are my absolute favorite. I like Gala's and Honeycrisp as well. The other apples don't really do it for me. Uh, those three are the ones that do. And if I recall, they're the three sweetest, so that tells you something there. But uh, yeah, so I'll have that. When it comes to beverages, beyond the smoothies, all I ever drink is water, with one exception, and uh, I'll explain what that is in a bit. And no, it's not an alcohol thing. I actually am a teetotaler. I do not drink alcohol, and I don't smoke cigarettes. My, uh, my bad habit is the amount of time I spend playing video games, I think. So, anyway. So that is my weekday diet, and it's a good one. It gets me just a bit about everything. Now... Weekends is where things get to be a bit of an issue. On days that I hang out with friends or have some sort of event with family, I never know what I'm eating, I never know what time I'm eating it, and considering I usually work out pretty late Friday nights, I'm very tired when I wake up Saturday mornings, and so this Saturday morning I haven't had breakfast yet, and we're rolling on 9 a.m. Central Time. So, And I've been up since 6.30, so that's why it's a problem. Uh, so I think in about in about an hour after the show, I'll probably go and do something for breakfast. The problem is with with being off schedule. Then on the weekends, you lead into temptation. Be like, oh man, was that an ad I just saw for an egg McMuffin? Or uh, or you could make the decision to not have anything at all. In which case, later on, you're like, oh, I was gonna make this awesome pasta, but I don't know. I'm real hungry. Maybe I'll order a pizza instead. Or hit up Chipotle. You know, something along those lines. And those are the situations that I have to avoid. It's why you'll typically see me talking very badly about what I've done on the days after recording this show. So, one of the problems that I really ran into was I started off good with my eating, hitting the vegetables, hitting the fruits, getting my grains... Problem was, I wasn't getting any protein at all. So I'm actually buying the larger pouches now of the tuna for weekends in order to just kind of supplement my protein. But in truth, pro, uh, the weekends are my my veggie catch-up days because I know throughout the week what I'm getting is not enough for for what I'm supposed to need. So the idea isn't mastering that food pyramid each and every day. Instead, what it is is throughout the week, overall everything combined and taken for what it's worth that should be how everything balances out just as long as it ends up as a balance i would say it shouldn't take more than a week or two weeks to meet that balance if it takes a month then you've got way too many bad days happening and you may just not be getting anywhere with it so a week is a good time frame if you can do the food pyramid correctly as is each day, then fantastic. You know, I really, huge thumbs up to you. That's great news to hear about you. I don't have that possibility right now. I have the possibility, I just don't do it. So, 
So yeah, that was a little bit of the issue that I ran into diet-wise. It was not keeping myself busy enough on some days, and then not actually doing a good enough job nutrition-wise. I think I've got them solved out. Now, I had mentioned, though, there's something else that I drink, and that's one of the other challenges that we just sort of started to now. Christmas is my time of year. It always has been. I can be the most serious adult you want me to be. But, despite being 27 now, I still approach Christmas as if I was 7. And I get excited about it, I always look forward to it, and I try and just soak it up as best as I can. One of the ways I do that in which causes me to be a bit lazy and just slightly unhealthier. I'm trying to keep it from truly affecting my diet, and I have so far, but it's also only, what did I say it was today, the 3rd of, yeah, the 3rd of December? So here's the thing. One of my, one of my habits is to watch all sorts of Christmas movies, specifically ones that I like. And so a couple years ago, I came up with this thing where Christmas being the 25th of December, an odd date of the month, I would watch a Christmas movie every other day, starting from Christmas going backwards, so the 23rd, the 21st, etc. I said even better, I should really build up to that day. So out of the Christmas movies that I have... I'll watch the ones I like the least and then go up in the scale to the ones I like the best later on. So I started doing that and I figure, you know, if I'm watching these movies, gotta have hot cocoa. Gotta. You can't skip that. So tend to have a little bit of that. Well, the problem is, especially for the longer ones, you're sitting down watching a, a movie it's not like a game where you can physically interact with it that physical part is gone so you tend to want to eat something too now for some of these it's not a problem some of these are tv specials that only last 20 minutes to begin with but some of them are long some of them are really long and so that's gonna screw up the diet for sure and of course some of those odd days are going to be work days which means that I only have enough time to go to work, come home, watch the movie, go to bed. So, exercise, not possible on those days. Again, possible, but I won't allow it. I have a tradition to uphold. So, with that, ever since, I've only been doing this a couple years. But, last year, I really made everything crazy because I was binging on some movies some days and also an attempt to watch more of uh, uh, more movies especially some I hadn't seen but I had heard good things about and sort of get an idea if I'm gonna like it I'll keep it and just add it to the count and then you know when the next season comes up I'll order them whatever order I want to put them in to watch least liked to better liked well I didn't pay attention to how many movies that actually was and so to start on December 1st with the first movie, I had to change up my rules. So I do odd days, except for I do both weekend days, regardless of if it's an even number or an odd number. And then, seven days prior to Christmas, it's one a day in order to fit them all in. I have, I want to say it's 18 movies that I watch right now. I'll go ahead and give you guys a list because I can actually look it up real quick on here. 
and I'll give it to you in the order that I'll be watching them. So, Frosty the Snowman is the first one. It's a short one, and uh, it's the one that I like the least because I think it's the one that has the least substance to it, but more importantly, when I used to work in retail, one year they were playing Frosty the Snowman on loop in the store during the holiday season, and holiday season, you get more hours than normal, and again, it's 20 minutes long. Throw onto that, they sing the song Frosty the Snowman four times in it, taking even more space up of the actual movie. So, I tend not to like it anymore, but I don't want to miss it. So, I already watched that one on the first. Uh, actually, I accidentally watched two because I screwed up my schedule. So, normally from here, I would go on to The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Last year, I watched all three. I'd seen the first one, never saw the sequels. Not a fan of the sequels, so now I just watched the first one. After that, one I just watched uh, today that I hadn't seen before, it's A Garfield Christmas. It was a TV special, and you know what? I kind of liked it. I didn't like the way it ended, because they didn't keep Garfield in character, in my opinion. But, you know, not everybody's a Garfield fan to begin with, anyway. But So I watched that. Uh, then... Afterwards, it's Jingle All the Way, and that is the Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Sinbad movie, where they're fighting over the Rocket Man toy. And uh, that movie has sort of a special non-Christmas related uh, thing attached to it. I don't even know what what to, what the word is that I'm looking for. Uh, the aura around it is that. In microeconomics and macroeconomics, I had the same teacher, and he would show bits and pieces of, of this movie, and it really is a good guide to uh, supply and demand, and a few other things as well. So I watched that. Uh, then after I watched Jingle All the Way this year, I'm going to watch A Christmas Carol. And specifically, we're talking about the 2008 Disney one uh, that had Jim Carrey do a voice work with it. I haven't seen this yet. This is one of the new ones, so I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. And if I do, I don't know if it's going to stay where it is on the list or what. Same same story for the very next movie, and that's Bad Santa. I hear so many people saying good things about Bad Santa. I've never seen it. I'm finally going to. Uh, then last year, I did end up liking The Polar Express, so I've got that on there. There's a Charlie Brown Christmas. That one is just a you-have-to-see sort of thing. Uh, after that, Santa Claus is coming to town. That was the... Claymation stop motion movie made after Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And, uh, I kind of like it. Speaking of which, then I go into Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, because that's another one you can't skip. Then I watch the How the Grinch Stole Christmas cartoon version. Then it's Christmas Vacation. Then Elf, which I saw last year. Didn't think I was going to like it, but I heard so many good things about it, I didn't want to skip it. And I love it, which is why it's, uh, number six on my list of Christmas movies at the moment. Then I watch... Scrooge, which is the oldest one out of all of these. It's black and white, but it's not even sharp black and white. It's it's grainy black and white, but the guy who's playing Ebenezer Scrooge in this is named Alistair Sims. The guy is fantastic. Just, if, you, if you're tired of this story, forget this story. Just watch this guy act as Scrooge. I don't think anybody else could be Scrooge, except for maybe Patrick Stewart. I would love to see him in that role, but... Alistair Sims, he's got it. Oh. Then I get into my uh, my fourth, which is Miracle on 34th Street. I watched the older one 
Haven't seen the newer one. I know a lot of people poo-poo the remakes, but when I look at IMDb, it looks like there's very little difference between the remake and the old one, other than, an, as far as I can tell, there was an addition to the court scene, uh, utilizing the, I want to say they said use, uh, utilizing uh, under God that's found on currency and so forth, which I think is a smart argument. And so I don't think I'd have a problem with the new one, but I'm used to seeing the older one. Number three, this one might make a lot of you kind of cringe. Number three is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey movie. I actually love it. I, I gotta be honest, I love it so much, it's my third to last movie that I watch. And, I don't know, I'm not gonna try and sell you guys on it if you don't like it already, but there are, there are too many things, here's why I like it, there's too many points in that movie where when I first saw it I said, oh, you know what I would do in this scene? And then they did it. That's exciting. Most of the time, my ideas can never be found on on screen. And the reason why I'm not a director or an actor or anything like that is probably because people don't like the things that I like to do. So, second to last, It's a Wonderful Life. That would be a black and white movie that actually is sharp, unlike Scrooge. And then my favorite, the one that I think is the most realistic Christmas story ever made, is A Christmas Story. So... Considering that I keep packing all these movies into this short amount of time because I don't watch anything on the 25th and I don't start until the 1st of December so I've got 24 days to watch 18 movies and you know what considering that I added 4 last year or no 3 last year and I've added 3 this year I mean or 2 this year sorry man I keep screwing that up is it 4 or is it 3 now I gotta look at my list again now I've thrown myself off basically though when I originally started this, I didn't actually start watching the movies until closer to, like, the 9th or 11th of December, and there was one every other day, and now I'm just, I'm packing them in, is basically what's happening. And so, that those are days that it's going to just sort of be definitely anti-workout, for the most part, probably anti-diet, for what I'm trying to do. But, it's not for the whole month. But it's just one month out of the year, too. And you can't be so restrictive that you don't enjoy these things. By the way, considering that this has been a theme, I should mention that I do not have a different flavor of hot chocolate for every movie I watch. I do have nine different flavors or ten different flavors. In fact, three of them are actually ciders and not hot chocolates. So, you know, this is what I do. This is me, people. But so... That's what the holiday times tend to do, how they pretty much affect me. And what's nice is that work, hopefully, though, I feel like at my department we've been saying this for, oh, I don't know, six months now? Five months now? Hopefully things will get caught up and we can all work normal hours again, at least for the holiday season. I don't know if it's going to happen, though. We'll find out. We'll, we'll do something about it. So, that's all I've got for you guys today. Boy, why did I think that there was one other thing I wanted to go over real quick? Oh, well, there is, but that's a pretty big topic, so I'm probably going to either save it for the next show, or just put it in the back pocket, until I have one where I've, I don't have a topic for you guys that I'd like to go over. But so, those are the challenges. Take a look at your diet. 
you know, if you're if you're doing this along with me, if you're trying to to keep an eye out on what's going on with your health, and you think diet is is a hard part, just take a step back from it. Here's a little tip that I didn't hear, but somebody was talking about it, and here's the here's the thing that I saw. There was a study done about stress eating, which of course is probably the real reason why the obesity rate is what it is. Well, not the real reason. It's one of the three reasons, I would say, that obesity is becoming such a huge thing, especially in the United States, which is well-known for being a high-stress country. Um, a study was done that showed if people who were about to stress eat made sure that they just glanced at the nutrition label on whatever unhealthy food or quantity of food they were about to eat, they either picked a different food or they still ate the unhealthy food, but they ate it in a smaller amount. They still were stress eating, they were still probably binging a bit, but nowhere near to the level that they would have had they not made that one little move. So here's an idea, and it's something that I'm probably going to start doing myself. When you go grocery shopping, and you go and you stock everything in your fridge, freezer, cupboards, and pantry, rotate all your items. Refit everything so that the nutrition label is facing where you'll be when you go to grab for it. So that you can't help but think, oh, food has calories. And maybe you'll glance at it, and maybe you'll decide... I probably shouldn't eat too much of this because I'll get too many calories. Or maybe you'll just decide to go with something else. Who knows if it's really going to help you. That's the, that's the reality about these sorts of problems. All I'm saying is just give that a try. It might have a significant enough effect to make your health better. And if you live with other people, it might help make their health a little bit better as well. You know, And if you if you can get somebody in on a health plan with you you're probably going to be, I would say, 40% more likely to be successful. And that's a statistic I'm making up, but it, the idea is it's significant, but it's not a guarantee. So I'm going to leave you guys with that now. I said it at the beginning of the show, but this was a pretty long Blitz Fitness, so I'll say it again. I'd love for your feedback. As regards Blitz Fitness, I'd love other tips that you'd like to share or questions about maybe I wasn't clear on something. Go ahead and ask me those, or share your stories too about how are you doing, where are you at, where are you going, uh, what tools do you use, maybe you've got an alternative way of doing something that I do, whatever it might be, go ahead and drop me a line. And you can do that, and you can drop me a line in four different ways. Don't forget, you can rate this on iTunes. I want to see these ratings, I want to see what people would like, what they want to see out of this show, sort of you know, see if you've got an idea that'll make the show better for you to listen to that I don't mind doing as the, uh, the, I don't know, what do you call myself, an author on this? So you can use iTunes for that, but if you really want to dig into topics and give feedback in that way, you can do so via Twitter, and that is J-O-M-C, it's an acronym for Jump on My Cake, J-O-M-C Brian, B-R-I-A-N, on Twitter. You can, of course, view this blog and leave comments to this show's specific post, and this is Blitz Fitness number three. 
and that is at thereactioneer.blogspot.com. Finally, if you just if you're wordy like I am and you just really want to get it all out there, you can do so via email, and that is at thereactioneer at gmail.com. Otherwise, remember, I will I hope to hear from you. You will hear from me soon, just not as soon as you're used to. We're skipping the reaction era this week as well, so I will not talk to you next until Monday at the earliest, Wednesday at the latest, as long as I follow the schedule for the next edition of Spot On Reflections. And as usual, I always have to tease this on the reaction era, but what game am I covering? I won't tell you, because I don't know. Anyway, I hope everybody is enjoying themselves out there. If it's already snowing and getting icy in your area, be safe, and good luck with your fitness endeavors. I will talk to you guys on this show next week. Bye!